0: Hey, welcome back to the Jesus Magnet Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, and today I have Alicia Oney. How are you doing, Alicia?
1: Hey, I'm good. Thanks. How are you?
0: I'm very good. Thank you for joining us on today's show. I'm really excited to hear what God's done in your life. We've got another fellow Youth With A Missioner, or YWAM. <laughs> yeah. And um, mm-hmm. you're doing a really cool Bible school um, with YWAM called the Backpackers
1: Yes, Backpackers Uh, DTS
0: Backpackers Discipleship Training School Yep Very cool I think that sounds like the coolest young person school ever
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool
0: (laughs) Yeah So um, let's just go straight into your story Um, You're from Malaysia, like you said uh, before we started the podcast Mm. And you're here in New Zealand And you're doing your discipleship training school with your sibling Which is really neat um, what a cool thing to do with family. And um, yeah, so let's start with, have, were you growing up in a Christian family? How did your, your walk with Christ begin?
1: Um, yeah, so I grew up in a Christian family. Both my parents are Christians. And so it was, as a kid, my mom would always read me Bible stories for bedtime and talk about God and things like that. So I think that just really gave me that foundation of who Jesus is. And when I was six years old, I think we were at church and they had a um, like a Christmas event kind of thing. And so I was like, hey, mom, I think it'd be really cool to accept God. I really want to go to the front when they asked, like, does anyone want to accept Jesus? And I said, I really wanted to go to the front. And so she's like, okay, you go. And so I went, I brought me, me and my sister both went up to the front and that day I accepted Jesus.
0: Yeah. Come on. So how old were you? I was six. Six years old. Yeah. I think the childlike faith in Mm -hmm. that, like the simplicity of, I know what I want. Yeah. (laughs) How do I do it? And I've got an open heart. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And it's we sometimes overcomplicate it when we become adults, and we go, "Well, I just don't have that anymore. I can't. It's it's not that easy." But it really is. Yeah. It really is. It's creating a heart of vulnerability and saying, "Lord." I actually need you and I can't do this without you. Mm-hmm. Easier to do as a kid because you're you're brought up with a heart of dependency yeah. as a child. But as an adult, you're individualistic now, like mm-hmm. everything's your way or the highway. Yeah. But um I think it's so cool to be reminded to have that child like faith that heart of um sort of dependency on the on the Lord. Yeah. Very cool. So um, did you have like a, an immediate change from six years old? C- like, Can you remember that very clearly?
1: No, I don't think I remember, but I just remember as a kid always growing up with a lot of peace. It's, it's strange to say, but most I've met some other young people before who always say that they don't have peace. But mm. I think when I look back on my childhood, I've always grown up with a lot of joy and peace. So I can say that that's God, yeah.
0: That's super cool. Awesome, and um, what about? So that was your. You said in your childhood years, yeah. yeah. Let's go into your. You're getting a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, did you did that piece follow you into your teen years and young adult years?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think even um, so, I'm homeschooled. So my mom homeschooled me and my two other siblings, and um, yeah, we've always grown up very happy, very. Um, peace, joy, all these things were really, really good in our house. Um, as a teenager, I think I was starting to see God a little bit more, and so I used to ask my mom, um, what can I do to see God more? And she just said, you can read, like, Proverbs, there is 31. Mm-hmm. There's 31 chapters. You can read a chapter a day and repeat it every month. And so I did that for a while, and that that really did help with a lot of the struggles teenagers go through, I would say. Uh, it was it was really cool yeah that's
0: that's so sound advice (laughs) i think if you just if somebody that's listening is like man i just don't know how to process all this chaos in life (laughs) (laughs) which is today (laughs) which is today's world and going how do i do that read proverbs open the bible find it it's Psalms like as well is really good. Psalms is great. I, I mm-hmm. love Psalms because you can really you can feel the struggle sometimes mm-hmm. and yeah. relate to that. And um, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> the struggle of a king too. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not all great being great. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, okay, what's the biggest struggles uh, that you've found being a Christian and keeping that faith throughout? been six years old, mm-hmm. and up until now?
1: Um, so when I was 15, I think, we, I started hanging out with a, lot of, a couple other people my age. So most of them, actually almost all of them, were non-Christians. Yep. And I think during that time, I really got to see how, well, I got to explore how it is to be a Christian around non-believers. And I think that kind of challenged me a little bit to How do I be a good witness for Jesus? How do I share God's love to these people who don't know him, who don't quite care if he exists or not? And so I think that was probably one of the challenges I had to face and also not being really influenced by people who are popular or that kind of thing.
0: How do you navigate that? How do you not essentially have mob mentality of following the crowd where it goes?
1: It's really hard, but... I think always just sticking to what you know is right, always um, going back to God and asking God, what do you think about this, God? What What do you say? What should I do? What's right or what's wrong? Always yeah. listening to, like, if I believe that when you accept Jesus that you have the Holy Spirit. Mm. So when, like, I have a couple times, even when I was, like, pretty young, I can say that when I did something wrong, I would feel it immediately like that was not right. I should not have done that. And so I think just listening to the Holy Spirit as to like doing what's right. Yeah. That's so good.
0: That's so good. And um, I remember right now Mm -hmm. I'm learning um, how to paraglide.
1: Oh, wow. That's so cool.
0: And my instructor, you know, he's a lovely guy, Mm -hmm. but he said the funniest thing once. He said um, he was using paragliding as an analogy for, Life, and he was saying, You got your ups and your downs, and then sometimes it's a little bit bumpy, and sometimes you just don't know if you're going to have a rough landing or a great yeah. takeoff. Or, mm-hmm. um, and he said, It's like life, it's really gray. And immediately I went, What? <laughs> <laughs> life is not, it, if you choose to look at it gray, it, sure, it'll be gray, yeah, it'll be gray, but it's, it's, um, but if you co- constantly lean against uh, the Holy Spirit, lean mm-hmm. against, you know, uh, the one who can help you in those times, when you think, you know, I'm not really sure what the right answer is here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then that that just change, that, that grayness, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, like there, It is there is a black and white, and we might not be smart enough all the time to figure out which one's yeah. which, right and wrong. But, um. Luckily, we have the Holy Spirit living inside us. Yes, and, um, definitely. Oh, it's just brilliant. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's super cool. So um, let me t- let me ask a little bit about your prayer life then. So during, at six years old, you surrendered your heart to, mm-hmm. you, to God. Yep. Did you keep an open communication with Him right from that young age? Um, or is that something that's developed?
1: I think that's definitely something that has developed as a kid. Kids are always, like, the most pure at heart. So when you pray, you just believe God hears you and things. But I think as I got older, when I was maybe starting to get into teenage years, I slowly started to, like, what if God can't hear me? You know, Mm -hmm. doubts and and certain things like that. So that time was when my mom really... um, like, she was, re- God really used her to help me develop and grow and pray, in my prayer life, especially. Um, so, like, doing devotions with her, reading the Bible every morning, certain things like that really did keep me on the path of, like, continue to trust God and to seek God and things like that, yeah.
0: So, how do you hear God's voice?
1: Um, there has been so many different ways that God speaks to me, because... I know, like, for me personally, different parts and different stages of my life, I've had different, I've needed different ways, I've needed to hear through different ways. So as a kid, um, I used to get really frustrated with my mom, like, why can't I hear God? Like, you can hear him, why can't I? He doesn't speak to me. And then my mom said, go and read your Bible. Mm. I did not get why she said that, but I went and read it anyway, and then the, like nothing much happened but then the next day when I read my Bible in the morning um, a couple of the verses like was highlighted as if they were bouncing off the page and then I was like oh that's so cool and then when I told my mom my mom's like yeah that's how God speaks to you like you can hear him that way so from then on it was like sometimes God would speak to me through the Bible and then as I grow older sometimes through other people as well like when Um, I'm praying about a certain situation and somehow another, maybe a pastor or someone just comes over and tells like, Hey, I think God wants to tell you this. And it just really connects with what I was asking God about, which is kind of crazy, but cool at the same time. And then um, recently it's been through dreams. I've been having, um, there's been a couple dreams where like I dreamed about certain things. I prayed about it and then it happened a certain way that was very similar to my dream. It's, it's really interesting. Like, yeah, really, really interesting.
0: What well, What is he saying to you in your dreams?
1: Well, there was, I had a dream about one of the people on my DTS, and then, like, whatever happened in that dream happened in real life. I would say it was it was more so of God's telling me what was going to happen instead of, yeah, it was more so of that, and so. I think that was that kinda of freaked me out a little bit when it did happen, I was like, That's exactly like my dream, that's so scary, but it's pretty cool, yeah.
0: Do you need someone to interpret the dreams for you or is it pretty clear what God's trying to tell you? Like it's not like um, this mixed message, um like I don't know, you're drowning in a Yeah. In a lake and it's really Oh, because you drown in and did with your mortgage <laughs> or something. Um, I,
1: think as, I think as a kid, there has been a couple of times where my dreams were just like really wacky. And then mm. when I told my parents, then they had some sort of interpretation for, from God for, about it. But recently it's been more like clear as to like when I have a dream, I kind of either I know it's, what it's about or I will eventually know what it's about. Mm. Like, yeah, like sometimes if I talk to my mentors or someone like that, then God will speak through them. So
0: also you've got mentors that, Um, that helps your Christian walk?
1: Yes, mentors, like good Christian people who either have more experience with God or they're just really strong Christians, I think, are really important to growing as a Christian. So, yeah, like advice from other people is definitely really helpful.
0: How do you choose your different mentors?
1: Um I wouldn't say I have a like I wouldn't say I have a mentor, mentor, but I think my parents have both been um, really good mentors for me as a Christian, and also I have, I have this teacher that I grew up with, kind of. She's like my family friend, but she's also like a language teacher for me, and she's also a really good Christian. And I've seen how God worked through her and how. How much she really loves God, and so i sometimes I would go to her for advice as well, and even some of my like discipleship training school leaders, some of them are also really good as guides, like yeah, yeah,
0: awesome, that is so good. I think people that just pray for you, yes, you know they really care for you and and they they got your back, and yeah. they want to see you grow spiritually it's not. I mean the Bible talks about a, a rebu- rebuke rebuking a wise man, and he mm-hmm. will rejoice, yeah and um yeah when you when you've got somebody discipling you mm-hmm. and you've submitted to that, and you know that they're hearing from God so that when they're sharing with you, it's not manipulated, it's not changed, yeah. they're not trying to belittle you, yeah it's all for growth, and then the Bible talks about God, he disciplines those he loves mm-hmm. and discipline man you're hardly even allowed to discipline your kids these days, and it 's in the Bible <laughs> that we will be disciplined by a heavenly yeah. Father, yeah. and because he loves us and you know it's it's not a punishment it its it causes growth, yeah you know, it's like pruning mm-hmm. you know cutting off all the dead branches and yeah. better ones grow yeah. um, so do you think different people because you have shared with me that you hear the Lord through dreams and in different ways yeah? But like Joseph in the Mm -hmm. Bible, um, do you think different people hear the Lord differently?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I know, like, even just being on a discipleship training school with my sister, I am able to, like, see the different ways God speaks to her compared to how he speaks to me. Mm. So, like, both of us love worship music a lot, but I think that God really speaks to her through worship music, especially. Mm. And so, I think God. Because God made all of us, so He knows like every little detail, and He knows what's the best way to communicate with us. He knows how we communicate best, how we express ourselves best. Mm -hmm. So I think God will always speak to people how they can hear God. Like it's not the same from one person to the next. Like even me and my sister, we hear God differently, and I think that's really cool because that's how personal God is. Like how He really does know every bit of us. Yeah. Mm
0: And he knows what will catch your eye. He knows, well, he knows you. He knows what you will understand, (laughs) yeah. He wrote your DNA. He knows exactly how to communicate with you more effectively than anybody.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: What about those that might be listening to the podcast and they're like, "Mm, I've never been able to hear God's voice. What would be some advice that you've got for them just based off what you've told me? Because your advice for you was go read your Bible.
1: Yeah. I think I would say, like, there has been times in my life where I was just like, I can't hear God sometimes. And I think even in that moment, if you just, for me, when I just prayed and just said, God, I, don't, I feel like you're really far away. I really feel like I can't hear you, but please speak to me. I really need this now. And God has spoken, like, whether it's, through a bible verse through a song through my parents through dreams like there has been so many different ways that God has communicated and even sometimes it would just be feeling like everything will be okay it's not it's yeah it's it's I think it really is different from person to person but I think that God really loves us all and really does want to talk to everyone so
0: that's awesome that's a really good answer um, do you have an event in your life since you've been walking with Christ mm-hmm. that you know God came through?
1: I have so many. Um, well, one of the recent ones was me and me and my sister. We come from a family where both my parents do ministry, so we don't have neither of my parents have a full paying salary, and so even coming to New Zealand, it was, it was like the cost was quite high. And, um, so we applied for our DTS in March or early, late February, early March, somewhere like that. And we got accepted in by like, I think early April, if I'm not mistaken. And then, so both of us were like, okay, so we're coming here. Um, what do we do now? Well, we need to raise funds. So we send out fundraising letters. We sent out like, we did things to try to earn some cash or some sort of income um, that would be sufficient for our school fees. Because
0: you decided to do it in New Zealand. Yes. It's not cheap.
1: It's not to, cheap.
0: To do a discipleship training school here.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and and just for people that have don't even know what YWAM is or yep. a DTS discipleship training school, Um, I'll just do a quick. Okay, yep. It's about five and a half months of an intense school um, where they teach you how to hear God's voice, mm-hmm. the father, heart of God, and they go through a whole lot of topics and there's lectures that go they're like all day. You're sitting in a classroom and they're they're amazing, like you have way too many notes that you know what to do. <laughs> and then after about two and a half months through, they throw you into the practical world and they go and this is what alicia's doing now and they go all right well what you've learned on paper let's put into practice and they go out into the field and they evangelize they preach they sing they dance they do whatever the lord's telling them to do and Mm -hmm. they hear god's voice and they're radically changed for the rest of their lives yes um Mm -hmm. So that's what you wanted to do, and you and you didn't have money to do it in no, Malaysia, and you're no. fundraising.
1: And with the currency exchange, I think it was like two point eight times more wow. to come here. And why did you
0: choose New Zealand then?
1: I honestly, I'm I did not have like a sign in the sky or something. It wasn't something like that. It was more like. I wanted to do um, something faith-based before going to university because I know that university is a like it's a really hard place to to be if you don't have a firm foundation with your faith. so I, just, mm. I wanted to do a, some sort of discipleship training school and then um, so my grandparents are good friends with two of the people who live in Oxford, which is where the Wyman base that I'm studying at is. and so they were saying like, hey, if you came. We would be more than happy to like host you or help you with anything you need, you know. And so we were like, okay, there's that opportunity. We can just like, you know, we'll see where it goes. And so after applying and getting accepted, we're like, okay, God, if if you want us to go, we can go, but you need to like supply everything because we have like nothing um, to go towards that. And so we we sent our fundraising letters and like almost I think was August, which was like. We flew in on September 18th. So in August, we were like, God, there's nothing. Like, there's still nothing. What, like, is this, is this like, sign from you that you don't want us to go or something like that? And then um, some friends from the States sent us, like, a thousand U.S. dollars, which was 4,400 Malaysian ringgit at that point. It's like when we were asking And God,
0: you must need... I mean, I remember when I did it in twenty seventeen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I needed about six thousand. Oh no, no, it was closer to ten thousand each. New Zealand, my, dollar, my wife, yeah. my wife and I. Yeah, it's like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, which I don't know what the exchange is for the US, but you're probably mm-hmm. looking at about fourteen grand US. Yes, something like that. Yeah, it's a so lot of money.
1: They sent us a thousand um, US dollars, and then. Um, a couple of my aunts started sending a little bit of money, but it wasn't, like, a whole ton. It was just, like, enough. And so with that money, we it was, like, just enough for us to get our visas done, our passports done, and also um, flight tickets, because flight tickets was really expensive at that time. And so that money that God gave us was just enough for that and also to buy. Because, um, yeah, so to buy, like, hiking shoes and, like, Backpack and things like that that we needed, so whatever we needed we had. so we literally had just enough to get out of Malaysia. And so when we came to the Oxford base, we were like, okay, we used all of that to come here. Mm. We still have nothing. like God, we're here, but we don't have the funds to pay for our course, but we're doing the course anyway. And then um I think the base leaders were like, God wanted you to come, so we're gonna let you stay. And so we did like the first month of the course, and after a while, I was like, God, where are you? Like, it's been a month, you know, where, like, where's your provision? Like, sometimes I would...
0: You're a month into... I'm a month into the the course. And I'm
1: like, they're (laughs) probably going to kick me out. (laughs) I was like, it's a month. And so I was like, God, you you got to do something, like, at some point, whether that be, like, someone giving, like, a $100 a week or something, like, something. And then I think as I was thinking that the next couple of days, there was a day where we had, like, a generosity day. They call it a generosity day. Mm -hmm. It's when um, all the students gather and we pray, and then God will sometimes tell someone to give, like, a necklace to someone else or a T-shirt, or sometimes it's a laptop, sometimes it's your car, I don't know. And so, but also with that, there was a part where it's just like... um, They put it on like a whiteboard and says like, OK, this student needs this amount of money to finish like DTS. And me and my sister's names were put together and we had a total sum of 16,000 New Zealand dollars. And I think that was to cover our lecture and our outreach as well. So like the the whole course. Um, But 16,000 is a lot. And I think that really was that made me like, "Whoa how how is that possible to get that much money? Yeah. And
0: yeah, when you don't have a job. Yeah, you're, like <laughs> how? you're in a different country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And
1: like yeah, it, it's just really impo- it seems really impossible. And so everyone was praying and everything and as the day went by we were both like, Well, okay. We don't know what happened with that, but God knows what he's doing, so I'm just gonna trust him. And then um I think that evening, um the person who was in charge of the accounts he counted the money and he came to me and my sister and he said so we actually raised enough but more than enough for you guys and it, it was within a few hours as well so we were like okay that's that's like so cool it was so like perfect timing and so we um the remainder we were asked to pray about it and see where it would go and we did that and it was really cool. So, like within that day, within that few hours, I think God provided like enough to cover our entire co- course, and it was just really cool. <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> <Yeah>. insane. Yep, <laughs> I love that. I mean, we well, you know me. I've um, I've also did buy Yeah. Um, in two thousand and seventeen, and we had a generosity day, and mm-hmm. the amount of people that had money show up just, and you don't even know where it came from either.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And these are, like, I'm going to be, I'm not going to lie, you don't have wealthy people doing YWAM. These are <laughs> people, like, everyone you're doing YWAM with is dirt broke. Yeah. <laughs> what do they call it? Um, youth without money. <laughs> YWAM. <laughs> yeah. And the, the I love that because God uses... Uh, and he uses that, you know, he uses the weak so that he can show that he's strong, you know, yeah. um, and it's it's like with with God for you, who can mm-hmm. be against you, yes, really. Exactly. exactly. Um, for those that are thinking of YWAM, might have clicked on this episode, because maybe you've been wanting to go do something for God, go do YWAM, don't worry about the funds, well yeah. pray about it first and make sure that God's sending you there, but um. With the the money that goes in to do your course, just keep it keep note on it pays for all of your accommodation, all of your food, your travel. Yep. Um, everything is paid for in bulk for the five and a half months. So mm-hmm. it might be a lot of money, but if you break that down into yep. like what you would spend anyway to live, you're getting pretty close to the same amount of money. So um, keep that in mind when you are doing YWAM. And sometimes that helps people go, oh, it's not like going to university, which it's, you know, 30 grand to go <laughs> do a university course for one year, but I still have to pay rent and yeah. I still have to buy food. No, all of that's included. So mm-hmm. um, it does help people um, who want to go do it, but they think it's similar to a university and it's a, yeah. that's where it's different. And you grow so much in YWAM. Yeah. They yeah. call it the greenhouse effect.
1: It really did feel like a greenhouse, honestly, I think. I was, I think, just telling one of my friends, like, it really felt like it's a greenhouse where you're protected and you are, like, made to grow. Like, it's an mm. environment for you to grow in. That's you know so
0: good. Um, so tell me a little bit... Have I, I just want to make sure that I haven't skimmed over anything in your testimony that you would like to, to bring up that you might think somebody who's listening would be really challenged or, or be keen to hear?
1: Um, well, the, there has been, like, so many things that I've grown personally with over DTS, especially over the past five months. Mm. Um, I don't know if there's something specific. that me think. Um... yeah I think honestly I think that God's provision was probably the biggest um testimony I can say over our d t s um but even smaller things where like god has um so we did um we did like a faith journey at one point during our d t s which is where me and we were Okay, so we were basically um, grouped together, like a group of students, a couple of students together, and then we were sent out, and we were, like, told to pray, find a direction where to go, and then we were hitchhike there or something, and then it's really cool to see how God would provide the big things, but he would also provide the little things when we, um, because when we went on this trip, we didn't, we, we didn't have, like, we didn't bring a, f- a lot of food with us. We didn't bring any of that, like, that kind of thing. We didn't bring tents. So when we were told to go a certain direction, me and my group, we were told... God told us to go up north. And so we said, okay, well, the furthest north you can go is Nelson. Let's try to get there. And so as we you can we could really see how God would provide, like, rides when we were, like, God, you know, we... We need a ride, but otherwise we're going to turn back, like, and then in that moment God provided a ride. And small things like that, or even how, like, God provides food, God provides, like, a place for you to sleep, stuff like that. Like, God cares about the big things, but he also cares about the little tiny details.
0: It's so true. I've done this, uh, uh, my, some of my friends that aren't believers call this my magic trick. (laughs) And um, I drive them into town, we might be going to get get a pizza or going out for dinner or Mm -hmm. um, whatever it is, and... Queenstown is chaotic with parks. It's very, <laughs> very difficult to get a car park. Yeah, definitely. And um, they're like, oh, we'll go with Joel because he just gets one every time. <laughs> and they see me do it. I'm just like driving through town. And I'm like, man, it is super busy. Lord, do your thing. I pray for a park. And then literally I'll turn the corner and there might be like a couple of cars in front of me and they've just gone past a car. That's starting to reverse out of a park, and if I had been like a little bit further ahead in the traffic, or a little bit behind, and like the car in front of me would have got it, or the car behind me would have got it, yeah. And it's it's like you can't plan these things, and it's consistent, yeah. (laughs) It's consistently happens. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we'll we'll let Joel drive because he'll get a car park. (laughs) I was like, I won't get a car park. Jesus will get me a car park.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah we were like one of the things that happened during our practicals or outreach phase was we we were all praying together as a group like god what do you want us to do for the day and then somehow some of us felt some of us were seeing like playing games at a cafe and we were like that doesn't make sense but sure so we went to this cafe and then um we had a deck of cards we were playing like Dutch, I think, and then we just played for a while, and there was nobody in the cafe, and we were like, God, did you want us to talk to someone here? There's no one here, and then the only person that was there kind of um, said, no, I don't have time to chat or play with, like, anyone today. I got to do my thing, and we were like, okay, and so after a while, as the cafe was closing, we were like, okay, we, we have to go now, and so as we were driving in our van, we passed these two people who were trying to hitch a ride. And so we stopped, and then when they came up to us, they said they've only been there for, like, five, ten minutes. So if we were, like, any later or any earlier, we would have missed them. And so we brought them to where they wanted to go, and we had a really good conversation with them. And it was just somehow it it aligned so well that it's it doesn't seem like it could be a coincidence, if yeah. that makes any sense. But yeah. well, you
0: know when you're asking for stuff to happen, and then stuff starts happening? Mm-hmm. You might not know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. But you've got this peace going. Yeah. We know this is only happening because of a bit of prayer. Yeah. It's only happening because we're willing Mm -hmm. to just do whatever God said. Yeah. And, man, mountains move. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) It's super cool. Oh, so what's been your highlight on deciding to go do your discipleship training school with Youth with a Mission?
1: I think me coming in, because both my parents are Christians, they do ministry and things, I think a lot of it was me wanting to own my faith, wanting Mm. to have my own experiences, wanting to tell stories that are my own and not just my parents. And so um, I think in the beginning bit, I was a little bit, not to say skeptical, but I was like, God, I know you show up, I know you're real, but I don't know how much experience, like, personal god experiences i'm going to get from just this six months but i think that was really how god worked is i really do now feel like i own my faith i know who god is a lot more i can hear him clear more clearly i think dts has just really helped me to grow and explore my own relationship with god and i think that's what i came here for and i'm really happy
0: i love that good You don't need the title of a pastor or apostle or anything. God calls, uh, God qualifies the called. Mm -hmm. He doesn't necessarily call the qualified. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I I love that. You're owning your faith. You're walking it out every day. And um, you've been in an environment where people uh, are there to do it with you. Mm -hmm. And it's like outside of the, you know, regular church hours you know, sometimes we tick the box and go, yep, I've gone to church that week. Yeah. I'm still holy. <laughs> I'm still saved. I mean, I'm not saying you're not, but um, like it's so great when I see young people that are like, you know what, I'm going to do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And I'm going to follow God every day for all my days of my life. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, so, how old are you, Alicia?
1: I just turned twenty in December. Okay, so
0: yeah, so fellow twenty-year-olds that might be listening in on this mm-hmm. and or, or close to, and um, they might have you know they've we've all lived in ca- crazy COVID world. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> this generation, <laughs> anything can happen. There's it just seems like shaky ground. Yes. Do you have some advice for them? and, and how do you get through it, knowing that you know Christ? What's different?
1: I think one thing that is very one thing that has kept me going through my Christian walk is knowing that God is constant and God is like he's always the same he's never going to change and like how he loves you is going to be the same so I think just really clinging on to God as the constant because everything around us changes like change is the only thing that's guaranteed so I think knowing that God doesn't change really does, like, clinging on to that and keeping that in mind always to just, like, mm. God will always be faithful. God will always, you know, love. God will always have a heart for people who don't know him. God will always be there to watch over you. So I think that that probably got me through even just COVID as well, knowing that I still have God. God doesn't change. mm
0: that's so cool, um one of my friends just yesterday he spontaneously decided to get baptized.
1: oh wow, that's really cool
0: and um his name's uh Josh, so if he's listening, he knows he knows the story better than all of us, but um he you said something about being guaranteed, and uh we're at this place, and a, a couple of us were getting baptized, and he was you could kind of feel it in your spirit, you know the Holy Spirit's prompting all of us a mm-hmm. little bit to. So, hey, man, you know, if you want to, you should. You yeah. know, now is a better time than ever. Yeah. And um, I felt like I saw in the spirit for a second. Like, it was right on the edge, and there's this massive... I don't know if you've been... Have you just got to Queenstown?
1: Um, I came here for a week during Christmas, I think, yeah.
0: Okay. Ask some of your base leaders to take you to Little Thailand if you like rock jumps. Uh-huh. So there's a, a massive rock jump in... A uh, Queensland called Little Thailand mm-hmm. And I just saw on in the spirit for a second Like him right on the edge Ready to jump But talking himself out of it oh. And um, I didn't really know what it meant And then I turned and said to him Hey man, you know There is only a handful of things in this world That are truly You'll never They're, they're guaranteed That you'll never regret mm-hmm. And this is one of them and he just broke it, eh? and he goes, "Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm getting baptized and in the Spirit." I saw him jumping off Little Thailand, <laughs> like <laughs> no regrets, guaranteed. And um, oh, it's just the most beautiful thing. And because you, you were saying something about, you know, God being that guarantee, yeah, um, and that constant in your life. Yeah. And with this shaky ground, mm-hmm. you've got this guarantee. Of Christ in your life, and it doesn't really matter what shakes around you. Yeah, you're on the you're on an unsho- unshakable surface, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I know. I just think that what you you just said there fitted really well with what you, you happened yesterday at the baptism, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, God is constant. Yep, knowing God is constant.
1: God is constant. Definitely, I think even when I look back throughout. From my childhood until my teenage years, even till, like, the past couple months, one thing that I'm really certain of is that God really is constant. He's really faithful, and he's, like, it's so cool to look back, like, maybe even 10 years and see how God was the same then, he is the same now. It's mm. just my perspective of him has grown, or, like... You've grown, that's I've all. I've grown. <laughs> he's yeah. the same. He's the same. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah.
0: That's so true. That's so true. It's like my wife, a. Eh? Every day I get to know her a little bit more mm-hmm. she doesn't really change, yeah, you know I mean we're humans, so we do change, yes, but like her character sort of thing like mm-hmm. that personality still remains the same, but I get to know her more and more it's like she's changing, but I 'm just getting to know her more, yeah, and that 's like God, like he doesn't change, he just reveals more and more of, of himself, himself, yeah, and he just happens to be infinite
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: um. Do you have any final sort of advice for people that are listening?
1: I think well, if you're like, if you're having questions is God real, ask him and he will show himself to you and like, if if you're seeking to have your own relationship with God and like, build that up as I was or as I am, I'm still still working on that but like, God is always happy and When people ask him, like, show yourself to me, or even just telling God, like, speak to me today, or what do you think of me? God's always happy to tell you he won't, like, um, so say, get upset with you for asking him, you know, Mm. ask, there's no harm in asking. Like, yeah, Mm. basically.
0: I love that. Um, Where do you see yourself going with Christ over the next couple of years?
1: Um. I definitely have a bigger understanding now about more about evangelism and things like that. Um, I think I personally want to be a doctor. Like I have always wanted to be a doctor, and like even as a kid, I my granddad used to do missions, mission trips, like as a medical mission. Yeah, medical mission trips. He's a doctor as well, and so I think that's something that I really want to do is to you know, get my doctors, like, become a doctor and then do mission trips after that as well. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Powerful. A physical and spiritual healer. I love it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you, Alicia, for joining us on The Jesus Magnet. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. What a powerful story. (laughs) And I know, I mean, it's affected me. So I know that anybody listening will be deeply moved So, yeah, just thank you so much. I really want to honor you for coming on and sharing your testimony because they are powerful. Uh, We've got a little saying here, your testimony, your story, could be the key to unlock somebody else's prison. Oh, that's awesome. So (laughs) you you're you're just done awesome, you know, being faithful and going, yep, I'm going to do this. I'm going to step out a little bit and I'm going to share what God's done.
1: Thank you for having me. Thanks
0: for listening to this episode of the Jesus Magnet Podcast. If you enjoyed this, make sure that you connect with us. Find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and if you want to support us, be a member of
1: our coffee club, Jesus Magnet Coffee Club. See you next time on the Jesus Magnet.